0: How are you today, Grant?
1: I'm I'm making it. Honestly, I feel like I've had an exceptionally unproductive past few days when I had been spending the whole like week prior hoping to have an exceptionally productive past few days here. So That's kind of a bummer, but you know what? We're surviving and like thriving a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. that's the real like that's winning right there.
0: Yeah. At least at least you're on the right path to winning.
1: See, I say as long as I'm surviving, I'm winning. <laughs> Anything past that, I'm like clearly winning. Well, and I shouldn't be disappointed with myself for that.
0: That's fair. You are certainly allowed to move the goalposts in your own life. Yes. Fair enough.
1: How um, are you doing?
0: I'm tired. And I have a story to tell you about me being tired.
1: Oh, yeah? I am on the tipsy tip of my... Se- the edge of my seat? There we go. <laughs> the tippy tip of my seat? What well, the...
0: Well, you said tipsy tip. F-
1: tipsy tip? Oh, is that what I said?
0: Yeah. I'm on which, the Which tipsy kind of makes tip? sense of like, oh, you're you're a little tipsy. You're kind of listening to a story. You're about to fall if you get too tipsy. Uh, that's, sure. That's one of my favorite jokes of... Uh, I think I've told you about James A. Caster. Or we've talked about James Acaster, I think. Oh,
1: we've talked about him.
0: And in his stand-up special on Netflix, when he talks about Tipsy being the best state in life, uh, he was later on in the set, he was like, I was tipsy, I was blind tipsy. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, Aaron has been doing kind of sit-in dog-sitting jobs for the last little while where mm-hmm. she goes and stays at the dog's place, because the people are gone for an extended period of time. So she stays and hangs out with the dog, or dogs, as it were. Uh This weekend, she was with two golden retrievers, Hank and Bunker. They're very sweet. They're, you know, typical golden retrievers. Uh Very nice. The first day that she was there, I went over to hang out with them, and my allergies kicked in. I was sneezing like nobody's business. it wasn't good. Um, but typically I, I adjust pretty quickly so I was able to st- stay over there longer and stay overnight uh, this weekend. And, and for the most part that was fine, except last night, uh, I don't really know what it was. We kind of we went to bed early, but I couldn't fall asleep right away. So I stayed up reading until about 11 or so I think it was. And at that point, I managed to fall asleep. And then uh, at some point in the middle of the night, I wake up and I hear a noise. To be clear, they are where we were staying was in a house in San Francisco. And for those of you who have not seen San Francisco houses, go look them up. They are always very tall and skinny. Um, most like a, a single building is often split in half or even split up further than that. But this was split half in half vertically. So there's a single building and you can go in, you know, a door on your left, a door on the right. Um, they're all old houses. They're all super cramped together. And so there's no noises abound at night or they can at least, right? Whether it's from your ha- your house, because it's an old thing made completely out of wood or someone else nearby. Right. Mm-hmm. So I hear a noise and it was a, it was clearly right nearby. And I, I eventually, uh, I, I wear an eye mask most times when I go to sleep now. I take it off and I look and the door to our room had opened and it's like 2 a.m. And at that point I was like, well, I feel a little weird about that, but we had opened up windows. It's an old door. It was probably just like a, differential and air pressure, you know, and I hadn't closed the door properly and it just kind of opened itself. Mm -hmm. But then I start hearing other random noises that couldn't immediately be attributed to the dogs doing anything. Like noises that sounded like they were coming from kind of above me in on the second floor where there's a kind of patio area on this house. And at that point, it just starts getting in my head, you know, of... You know, did I lock the door downstairs? Like, is something happening? Are the dogs okay? All this sort of stuff. So I eventually get up and I go, like, walk the entire house. Uh, that kind of wakes the dogs up a little bit. Um, eventually, I'm like, okay, cool. I lock the doors. Everything's fine. No one, like, broken in or anything. We're cool. So I go back to bed. But I don't fall asleep because as I'm trying to fall asleep one of the dogs barks kind of quietly and then they do that again uh you know shortly after that and so then i'm like okay now what's up right i don't know i'm having a hard time conveying the like slight paranoia that i just set itself in my stomach even though i knew that everything was fine it had been such a long time since i had like Been in a house that made noise. Like we live in an apartment and the apartment is like, I know everything around here. It's very small, self contained. I'm comfortable there, but this is just some random people's house in the middle of San Francisco. I'm super not comfortable there in in that sense. And so it's just like, and it's late at night and it's just sitting in my stomach of like, I need to go do another lap and make sure that the dogs are actually okay now and all that sort of stuff. And I eventually try and go back to bed. I closed the door. As I'm about to fall asleep, the door opens itself up again. And I was like, Oh my God. I can't deal with this. I just, it's I left, haunted. I left the door open and I just like, I couldn't fall back asleep. So I pick up my phone. I start reading again and I didn't fall asleep till like 430 or something like that is when I remember putting my phone down. And then I woke up at seven. Because that's when some lamp in the room turns itself on. And that's when the dogs typically are up and ready to go. So I had to get up at 7. And that was my night.
1: So the place was clearly haunted.
0: Clearly, yes. Uh, so so that was super fun. And now... So the other side of this is also yesterday afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it. When we were taking the dogs out for a walk... Uh, the dog one of the dogs Hank pulled on the leash that Aaron was holding, particularly hard as Aaron was trying to um close the door and she kind of misstepped on the threshold, went down, and sprained her ankle mm. so then it was like, well, now it's before I was tagging along on the dog sitting, you know, and I would and I would provide moral support and help the dog you know walk walk with her with the dogs, and all of a sudden it was now nope, now Mark is doing it. Um, And so she's currently dog sitting another dog right now where she's staying there. And I have to like go drive over there. I mean, I don't have to Aaron would be able to manage. It's not sprained so bad that you couldn't go take this little dog out for a quick walk to a tree to pee or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I am going to go back over there after recording to make sure that everything's okay. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm tired. Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Baby,
1: yikes my man yep
0: yeah. so Aaron and I were talking it's, it's, it's funny how we're very different in this way where she gets super stressed out by the idea of going back and forth between our apartment and where she's staying to take care of a dog hmm. like she just really doesn't like that so she packed everything like she had packed a duffel and ordered groceries and all this sort of stuff so that she could very be like you know i am staying here and maybe i'll come back like she came back for a little bit uh yesterday mm-hmm. um, before she sprained her ankle we had plans for the evening and then she sprained her ankle so our plans became stay at the dogs and watch a movie uh, <laughs> but uh she, she wants to stay there versus for me it's like i feel part partially because i'm not the one being paid like i'm not the face of this operation aaron is and even though she gets the like acceptance for, or she gets uh you know the AOK from the people she works with before i stay over or anything mm-hmm. um she's the one who's contact in contact with them and meets them all first and all that sort of stuff and i just feel kind of uncomfortable staying over at people's houses in that situation mm-hmm. i don't really know why and i am totally fine going back and forth, and in fact, it's preferable for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds
1: super reassuring.
0: Yep. Ugh. But the uh, the dog that Aaron is taking care of right now, um, I decided not to send you a Snapchat, because I know you get... Uh, a certain way jealous. when you see, yeah, when you see cute dogs, but I'll still tell you about this dog. Uh, her name is Juniper Aww. and she is a golden retriever, cocker spaniel mix, Aww. which basically means that she looks like a slightly, slightly larger than a golden retriever puppy when she's fully grown. Mm-hmm. And then she looks like that forever. So she's very sweet. Uh, people around the neighborhood know her because she's so cool. So, so she'll be, she'll be much easier. Like, Aaron's used to golden retrievers, so like, taking care of Hank and Bunker was not a big deal. But there's still two uh, mostly fully grown male golden retrievers who, you know, like to wrestle. Uh, they're a bit harder to take on walks than one small 20 pound baby golden retriever. So, uh, this, this should be a pretty, a pretty easy one for her. Mm-hmm. So she she took a nap this afternoon and and woke up to Juniper lying on her legs. It was very cute.
1: Sounds adorbs, bruh.
0: Yeah, man. So so that's my story. Story time with Marky Mark. Yes, the haunted house. Ooh. <sighs> Ugh. And I did uh, some preliminary shopping for my road trip. I mean, ideally it is all the shopping that I need to do, but I got my I got my road snacks. I uh, got my six pack of bottled water and a, an assortment of Mio energies. Mm hmm. Uh, cause that worked Wait, for me.
1: Hm. You need a, an assortment of them for a six pack of water?
0: No, so. Uh, How much do you put in each bottle? <laughs> no, it's, I, I want an assortment of them so I'm not having the same flavor over and over again. Mm hmm. If I don't want the same flavor. that That's why. Okay, so I got did you... I got three different flavors. Ooh, what'd you get? Because uh, there's only two good flavors. I don't know. I got black cherry. I think is the standard. Prime. That's like the most common caffeinated Mio one. Yes, I got one that was called Green Thunder that I've never seen before, and I it doesn't tell me what the flavor is. It's it's you know it's named like a Gatorade flavor where it's meaningless.
1: No. The flavor's green. Have you never tasted Green Thunder before?
0: Come I on, can't Mark. say that I have. But, so there's that one. Hopefully that one's fine. And then I got mm-hmm. Tropical Fusion.
1: Yes, that's the uh, that's the other prime flavor.
0: Okay, and have I've, have you tried Green Thunder?
1: No, I, okay. I'm not even sure that I've known it was a thing.
0: There we go. That makes I me feel hope, at least a little better that you can't tell me for sure that it's total garbage and I wasted $4.
1: Yeah, I was just hoping that you didn't buy whatever the freaking blue one is. Because I know that's trash.
0: Okay, I didn't see a blue one, but I did um, not.
1: There's also some like acai one or something.
0: I did see that one, but that's rarely my thing.
1: Yeah. At least or wait, in maybe drinks. that's the blue one. Oh, that's the purple. That one's trash too. Yeah. The yeah. blue one and the purple one, I know f- for a fact, are trash. Okay. Uh, um.
0: But yeah, this is this is what I did on my drive last year, back to Minnesota, at the start of the pandemic. Was I had my pack of waters. And would just kind of slowly make my way through them and would refill them either... I think I just refilled them, you know, at the end of the day and also mm. had a regular, like my normal water bottle, my normal reusable water bottle for just regular water. Mm-hmm. So that worked out well. So I'm going to do the same thing this time. And I already have cliff bars and I got some jerky.
1: Nice. Yep. So. Wicked Blue Citrus.
0: Wicked... That sounds bad. That's the... <laughs> That's, that's not the a trash good name. one. Okay, I need because to look
1: up green. It's Thunder. citrus flavor, but it's freaking blue. Why do you make blue citrus?
0: I don't know. Apparently, Green Thunder is meant to be green apple flavored, so I don't really know if that's going to taste good. I could. It, I've only it'll had probably gr- pass. I've only had green apple in like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. So I don't really know how that translates to something liquid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. I wonder if that one would be better, like stronger or weak? Because some of them are like, you know, better if you make it extra strong or better if you make it extra weak. You know,
0: mm. um, yeah. I err on the side of weak typically.
1: Yeah, but I'm because like I feel like green apples are flavored flavor are just like bland if it's too weak. You know, like mm-hmm. green apple Jolly Ranchers are like a punch in the face.
0: Yeah, I'm and hoping it, that good. it's less green apple and more just a- apple that's probably not something to hope for in reality oh. but it so, would I be totally super it much. would be super choice if it was just like caffeinated apple juice i would love that oh <laughs> well, don't get your hopes up champ that's kind of my my dream drink i think really well not dream drink cuz i mean but for this particular purpose i really mm-hmm. like apple juice uh mm-hmm. and honestly i like i wish that there was just like really good Well, there probably is, but I don't often see it and I don't seek it out, but just really good, like, you know, an apple cider, like a carbonated apple cider, but non-alcoholic. So just carbonated apple juice? Yeah, I guess.
1: I don't know. Or carbonated apple cider?
0: Yeah. Like, like an Angry Orchard or something like that, but just without the caffeine or without the caffeine, without the alcohol.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But like you would, would you want it to taste like an Angry Orchard or would you want it to taste like apple cider?
0: um i'm sure i would like both depending on the circumstance i i think if it were the angry orchard flavor then it would be more like you know it tastes more like pop i would imagine Mm -hmm. like if there was an apple tasting flavor of soda that's what it would taste like Hmm. Uh, but i'm not really sure like what something that tastes really heavily of like like a like a straight up cider, like that really strong apple taste. If you then carbonated it, what it would do to the flavor? I don't really know.
1: Well, no, in I'm either sure. case,
0: I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know my review of Green Thunder, and in fact, you can taste it if Ooh, you want. I'll be anxiously awaiting. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the tippy tip of my seat.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> but speaking on being <sighs> on, the, on the tippy tip of my seat.
0: Uh huh.
1: Mark brought... Oh, no. Scratch that. (laughs) Speaking of Green Thunder... This week, Mark brought Green Humor. Uh oh By... mm,
0: Don't worry. You can practice. I'll cut out the pause.
1: Rohan... Chakravarty?
0: I would go with Chakravarty,
1: probably. Chakravardi
0: like Havardi but with your
1: chakras. Yeah. Rohan by Rohan Chakravardi <laughs> I feel so wrong even saying that even though it's better than any of the th- other things I've said. <laughs> so we've got ooh uh Ooh, how do I describe this? Uh to set the scene. We are deep or shallow, it's hard to tell we are a indeterminate depth underwater with i'm gonna say uh humanoid fishes and next level next gen tech that functions underwater uh including presumably fish eyeglasses and underwater pens i guess those are probably things that could exist now but so we have a desk there's a desk and there's a computer of some sort appearing to be a laptop sitting on said desk. A uh, unimpressed fish sitting in front of said computer just browsing Facebook. Uh, straight past the computer screen is uh, his, presumably his quote-unquote friend. A clownfish holding uh, a cell phone and waving at fish on the Facebook. Fish on the Facebook's reading uh an invite, And it says, Clownfish invited you to play Candy Crush Saga. Suddenly, Fish on the Facebook poofs up from the computer, uh, inflates his body, and sticks out all of his points because suddenly he's a pufferfish. And Clownfish gets the friggity frigity frack out of their ASAP because Pufferfish looks P.O.'d, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't freaking invite pu- Pufferfish to play uh candy crush saga because he'll puff you uh I don't know he'll puff you out of existence
0: that's right he's not an anemone he's just an enemy
1: yeah an anemone
0: <laughs> uh so I was curious <laughs> if you were to start yourself up with an aquarium. What would, be, what would it look like? Like, how, how would you start that process if you had de- if you decided, let's say next week, that I'm going to get some fish?
1: Do I have, like, any limits here? Because, like, my you first thought was, like, pro- I'm not, I wouldn't do this. But um, <laughs> I know that's not, like, okay, playing along say, with the yes and of he, this.
0: Correct. You get some seed capital of, let's say, $1,000 to start it up a A small little personal aquarium of of whatever size you want, All right, but the money has to go towards that okay what do you what are you doing i mean, you you can you don't have to go on like pet smart or something like that and look up actual prices. You can be a little hand wavy about it
1: yeah, i don't know um like I'd get a tank and like some stuff and like put a few fish in it <laughs> um, <laughs> i I feel okay like i have known a few people who are really into their aquariums Mm -hmm. and i feel like people are either like they've got a fishbowl and they're torturing fish to death slowly yep or they like like aquariums and fish and think they're cool and they like will drop like tens of thousands of dollars to set this thing up Mm -hmm. and like so i i know enough to know that i know very little Mm mm-hmm which is a bit of a challenge right now because I wish I knew less so that I could act or like not know what I don't know. So I could just like say stuff
0: hmm.
1: and stop second guessing all the problems in my system. Like, I don't know. I'd get a probably like a, a doctor's office size tank, you know? Okay. And like put some neat fishies in it. And hmm. probably get one of those sucker fish cause they're kind of cool. Okay. And then, like, yeah, some other, like, fish. I'm I'm not a big fan of, like, the whole, like, castle thing going on.
0: Sure. Is um, there a different theme? Like, is there some total, like, would you want something themed outside of here's an aquarium with, like, fake seaweed and rocks and stuff and fake coral? Or would you go for anything themed? What the heck? I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. So In info. Check the home app. So if say if, anything? If it will what did allow I me say? Re- <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> I <don't
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> unplug these sons of! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, if we're gonna allow me to get real hand wavy, especially with probably the budget and like effort that it would take to maintain said thing, sure. I think it would be cool to have like a. Much more natural ecosystem Mm -hmm. built, which would probably, like, ixnay my tank size idea, but have something that's got, like, maybe you could have some, like, amphibious creatures as well in said tank. And so, like, have, like, a little portion of the tank that's not totally underwater and, like, have, like, I don't know, like, real plant life of some sort and, like actual living creature like like have a few fish obviously but then like i don't know like frog or something
0: yeah like an axolotl
1: i have oh yeah i actually think i know what that would look like
0: they're the best they're the best amphibians of all the amphibians
1: nailed it yes that okay yo that's
0: cool yeah
1: but i feel like that might be neat i don't know that's mm-hmm. But again, this is like something that I wouldn't do because I know that there's a lot of work that goes into something like that. Sure. Um, but I think it would be cool Mm -hmm. if I was like forced to have a tank because I feel like I'd be just like bored with the whole like, oh, inanimate decorations, this like unchanging place where the only thing that changes is it gets dirty and then you got to clean it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) <laughs> I do know. Yeah, that's, that's not kind of what I'm thinking.
0: That's fair. Do you... Uh, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Do you enjoy marine life as opposed to, uh, I don't know, other aspects of, of uh, nature? I think marine life is neat. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think there are a lot of barriers to entry in dealing with marine life.
0: Um. Well, I don't mean I don't mean in terms of uh, as a pet or anything like that. I, I'm now talking more like zoos and aquariums. Yeah, and appreciation and interest. Like, where does marine life live on that hierarchy of interest for you?
1: Like, I think I have slightly less interest in it just because, like, like the same thing with thinking of like keeping it as pet. There is that like barrier of entry. Like, I think it's harder to like have marine life either like outside of its natural habitat but still in like a neat habitat
0: mm-hmm.
1: in some ways Um and like it's also one of those things that it's it's harder to see it in its natural habitat like <laughs> you're not just gonna like pick up some like kiddo survival book and like go out with your buddies in middle school on a camping trip with your parents obviously um and just like run into some freaking, I don't know, (laughs) like, cool fishies, like, you're probably going to be much more likely to run into, like, some squirrels and, like, maybe some deer or a moose or, like, a fox or something. Sure. Like, I think they're neat and cool, certainly, but I just don't have, like, the same kind of fascination with them, I guess.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's that's interesting. Well, then, how about this? Feel free if you can come up with different delineations that make sense but for now let's start with like land-based animals air-based animals and water-based animals what what's your sort of ranking there
1: Um, land air water okay well like my ranking in terms of just like my natural interest in them and i say this fully recognizing that like water animals probably have arguably more like Scientific value on a certain level because we just like don't know as much about a lot of them compared to mm-hmm. like land and air animals. Yeah, but
0: yeah, there's definitely that aspect of exploration of ju- just the ocean. The ocean is this weird alien world that we share, mm-hmm. and that's that's certainly a very cool thing as we learn random new things and suddenly some weird creature gets discovered that doesn't happen almost ever anymore on land it's much more of a game of confirming whether something that we knew was alive a long time ago continues to be alive or is now extinct It's a much sadder game that we play on land Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean there's certainly still that aspect to it in marine life but it's it's a mix of both I think a little more Mm mm-hmm Obviously I'm not here to disagree with your opinion on what you find interesting. But I oh, also you're allowed to if you want. I know. But I think in the in the grand scheme of like especially when you think of land animals, we are thinking at least I assume what comes to your mind is what comes to my mind is things that are bigger, more easily personified, things that aren't just like insects, right? Mm. Well, I mean, maybe and maybe you don't think that, but, <laughs> I'm, but it, I'm
1: currently reading a book written by a, a famous, well-known, like, insect re- researcher, and... <laughs> so I'm hearing. What is it?
0: Entomologist?
1: Yeah, I think that's the right word. It uh, is. I read I a think, book
0: about bugs a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think his, like, technical title is different,
0: but... Okay. Um.
1: So I, I'm getting to hear a lot about the cool things with, like, ants and
0: stuff. For sure. Yeah, and I'm not saying that stuff isn't interesting, but I think that there's already a bias for most people i think for land animals because they feel closer to something yeah. we can understand like cuz the mm-hmm. interesting thing about research in land animals is the like c- comparing their social structures and how they just handle life compared to us in a you know in an environment that we can understand versus in sea we can say that we can, the interactions are just so different. Mm -hmm. And the terminology we use is very different and the things that they need to care about are very different. So I think that it just kind of depends on which aspect of it you just happen to connect with if you are connected to the, I mean, and it could be not one of these two things, but the two things that come to mind is the oh, this is super cool. Like I love learning more about primates or even other mammals because of how similar or different they can be to humans in different ways and that's cool versus mm-hmm. the sometimes totally alien ways that at least non-mammalian sea creatures operate mm-hmm. hmm. very interesting that's
1: what we're here for interesting conversation right or maybe not necessarily
0: mm-hmm. can you give me a fun fact about ants that you've read oh jeez I don't know
1: no I can't <laughs> um <laughs> not that i remember there's like the book isn't like about ants it's about other things and ants are just like a common like example of like stories that he uses to illustrate his points and so i tend to the points generally tend to resonate with me more um i'm trying to think of anything about ants. <laughs>
0: what does it an know okay, anything so from this book i'm just curious there's
1: No, there's this type or, like, family or, I don't know, like, group of ants. Like, there's a lot of different, like, species, obviously, that fit into this. But, like, they've got these weird, like, massive jaws that when they, like, go to catch preys, which are normally, like, little, like, springtails, like, little teeny tiny bugs that, like, are real fast and good at, like, jumping out of the way. Okay. So they've got these, like, bizarrely huge jaws, these ants. And they can, like, physically, like, ratchet open their jaws And, like, their muscles are, like, freaking, like, springs or or whatever part of it. they bounce
0: themselves up?
1: No. So, like, the jaw is, like, a freaking... It's, like, a catapult but, like, a trap door. Mm. Like, so it's got, like, these... Like, this little, like, structure or whatever that, like, like, sticks it open. But then with, like, just, like, a little hairpin trigger, they can just, like, smack or, like... Pop it out and then the jaws just like smack shut fast enough to catch these little springtails or whatever that they like eating
0: and that's kind of the uh, I I assume at least that's the natural state is closed and they have to work to open it
1: I think so and so like they'll they'll, like sense one of these little little critters that's their prey and they'll just like ratchet open the jaw and just like start moving like insanely slowly towards it to like try to sneak Mm. up on it yeah and then when they get close enough just like quack they nice. like, like you're like you're taking a big thick book, like freaking, like a freaking Webster's dictionary, or like a big ass thesaurus or th- something. And you're just like smacking it shut.
0: Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, that's always uh, that's always fun. Both, I mean, that entire interaction is cool, but in particular, the uh, it always just feels slightly wrong. But it's it's similar to when I learned about sloths that the reason that they're so good at hanging in trees is because. The natural state of rest for their hands, or their claw, whatever you want to call them, is completely closed. Mm-hmm. Like that's the natural resting state. It's, Like that tension in their hand, and they have to work against that to open up their hands at all. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very cool. That was that was a fun ant fact. Yeah. Very neat. nice. Yeah, Aaron did ant research for a couple summers in Costa Rica in mm-hmm. high school as part of the whole like. I think it Mm -hmm. was whatever, some part of the biology program at at our high school. And uh, the main thing that I remember her doing, I know she did more than this, but the only thing that I specifically remember was um, there would be competing colonies of ants and you could like take some of the ants and blend them up to basically get their pheromones and spread them out to, uh, and that would like block other, I think it was to block other colonies from encroaching on, another Mm -hmm. colony's territory or something like that it was very weird but it was kind of funny (laughs) grant actually brought after calling an audible the flying mccoys by glenn mccoy and gary mccoy we have a man standing in front of a desk kind of dressed in a even, even a little more casual in the business casual. Of course, sort of what looks like probably a polo kind of situation and some work pants. And he is looking at another man, uh, sitting at a big office chair behind a desk. Uh, and he is holding up a piece of paper that has a stylized M, I think. It almost looks like a sideways three. Uh, and then it says tech incorporated beneath that. I'm not reading ahead yet, so I don't know if the M or 3 is relevant. Uh, <laughs> and then, and the guy is talking loudly, the guy behind the desk is, and he says, I don't know what's more upsetting, that you photocopied your rear end, or that it made it through marketing to become our new logo. Ha! <laughs> Got him. Yep.
1: So, we're going to be a bit this week, a bit along the the good old fashioned vague uh connections of this comic actually not that vague. Most of them are just like digging into intricacies of the comic, maybe, to take it in a leftwards direction. Mm-hmm. But so uh the company here with the, the new the new buttock logo or buttock based logo is tech and tech inc. They've got a, a new new logo here as we've discussed. Um And so I was going to ask you, Mark, about when you get new tech in your life, specifically if you're replacing an old piece of tech like a computer or a phone or, I don't know, like a maybe e-reader is also relevant here or like tablet of some sort, if you're replacing something. Mm -hmm. When you get the new one, how do you approach setting it up? Are you like... Do you typically go and like set it up from scratch and like download everything you want on it or will you like go to your old device, back it up and then download the backup onto the new one?
0: Excellent question. It depends on the device. Okay. It, the the like super short answer so far in my life is that mobile devices, I back up from the previous one. Mhm. Or I restore from the previous one, whatever. And a an actual like full fledged computer laptop kind of thing I typically set up from scratch. Okay. Uh, the reason for that on my uh, laptops is most of my computers I use Linux, and there's not like there are ways that you can put together things mm. that effectively act up act as restoring, or you could literally just back up your old drive to. Uh, another one and restore that image but you may run into issues if you do that if you're completely changing your computer Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to know what to save and make Mm -hmm. sure that everything's configured correctly so I typically you know don't do that (laughs) you know I know know the programs that I use I know the general setup that I have I've slowly accumulated little bits and bobs here and there to remind myself how to set something up correctly Mm -hmm. Uh, part of that is because oftentimes I will set up a computer freshly even if it's not a new computer it's like oh I just I just kind of want to start over on this computer mm-hmm. you know uh, that's just sort of a me thing um, but phones I I've always used Android I I've always well I'm not I can't say that I've literally always backed up but when I had my string I had a string of Samsung phones and I always backed up from there and then i switched to a pixel phone and even though they're both android they're very different kinds of android samsung does a lot on top of android and like builds their whole thing it's very different Mm -hmm. uh, versus pixel phones made by google are meant to be very stock in a certain sense like they are Mm-hmm. much closer to what Google considers what Android should be because Google is the main maintainer of Android and they sort of decide the feature set so when I got my first Google phone I started that one from scratch and I, I'm on my second Google phone and I restored from the original on that one okay. and then iPads I think I've always backed up or restored from the a previous backup I think mm-hmm so, that that's been my history with that so far.
1: Okay. What do you have like a strategy for why necessarily you've chosen to um
0: I don't know, maybe strategy's a stupid way of putting that. <laughs> well, that's not it's not stupid. I said, like yeah, it basically do I have any actual reasoning or is it just what I do? Yes. Yeah. Uh I think for phones it is definitely an aspect of it seems to be the fastest way to get it up and running. Like when you turn on a new phone, it's like uh-huh. they've. It's same with an iPad. Uh, they it walks you through the whole process. Whether you're on Android or iOS, it walks you through the whole process of, hey, do all this stuff, and then it's like, hey, do you have that old device around? Why don't we use that to get you started? And unless you have a really strong reason not to, it seems like such an obvious choice, and it always has been for me. Of okay. Well, you know, I have my phone set up the way that I want it. I have the apps that I want. Like, I go through my phone somewhat regularly and will delete apps that I don't want. So I feel pretty confident Mm. that what I have there is what I want. I don't feel the need to start fresh. Okay. And then the other big reason is I don't have to log into all of my accounts again. That's by far the biggest reason to do it is there's so many accounts that I have to log into. There's so many, even just Google accounts, let alone any other number of accounts for specific apps. And typically, if you're syncing like an Android phone to an Android phone, all that comes with when you're syncing, you know, an iPad to an iPad. It's really the only way that you can go. uh, All the accounts stay with it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least some of them do. I think it's not as good on iPads because really only I think only Apple related stuff would stick, and most of my stuff is not under Apple logins. But I also change my iPad up not frequently, mm-hmm. so it's not been a big a big deal. Uh, but with a phone in particular, that's the that's the biggest reason is signing into everything is such a pain <laughs> if mm-hmm. you have to do it from scratch, and then on a computer, again you know on Linux there's not really. I'm not, I'm not savvy enough with it to build out my own fully complete solution. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that there are ways to do it, but I've never gotten a, uh, I've never found a solid tutorial of follow these steps and they will work. Mm -hmm. It's more like a description of do these steps, but we're not going to tell you how to do the steps. We're just going to tell you what the steps are. Yeah. And then you have to go figure out how to do these things. Yeah. You have to go figure out how to do the steps. And I've never really bothered to do it because a lot of the times when I am starting a computer from scratch it's be- specifically because I screwed something up <laughs> like that's, that's uh-huh. most of the reason sometimes it's because I want to try a totally different version of Linux like a totally different operating system and then I have to start from scratch anyway or it's I borked something and I haven't been able to fix it and so I have to start fresh anyway um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I'll like, I'll, I'll make a note of things that I've, that I've done. Like I have lots and lots of different settings and extensions that modify my computer. And I always make sure to, uh, uh either manually or through some various automated processes kind of make a record of here's all the things that I've changed. And mm-hmm. even though it takes a little time to redo it manually, at least I can do it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at.
1: It's good to know. Yeah. This has been Grant, or Mark teaches Grant th- things about tech because Mark's better than Grant is.
0: <laughs> well, and also if you are on a, so I'm assuming you've finally gotten a new computer. That's my guess. As nope. to why this came up. No? Okay. Well, you are uh, you are planning on eventually getting a new computer. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stop the episode then. I don't want to keep <laughs> guessing wrong unless you have a quick answer for why this came up. <laughs> new phone here. New phone.
1: New phone, I haven't, like, changed over to new phone yet because I don't know what to do.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, with a new phone, I would almost certainly say just make sure you have a backup recently in iCloud and restore from that if you're fine with how your phone currently is. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Mm.
1: Is it, like, I'm disappointed with the point that my phone's gotten to. Okay. Is it worth going from scratch or should I should i just back it up and try to actually be responsible about making all the
0: changes that i know i should but haven't mm-hmm. hmm um. so there's uh, another solution is you just wait for me to arrive <laughs> honestly
1: there's a non-zero percent chance that that's what will happen <laughs>